Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Um, we've got three interesting sports tech stories for you today, uh, but we're going to start off with what we saw or what I saw essentially from the Deloitte Sports Business Group. So they put out a recap uh, every year, about this time every year uh, of the year end, but also kind of forward looking into next year and years beyond. And I loved this year that they highlighted women's sports. Uh, they talked about the long-term outlook uh, being a little bit more positive. Obviously, we've seen some dips in coverage because of COVID. Um, but I thought one thing that they they highlighted here was they felt like it was incumbent on broadcasters to continue to invest in women's sports and on sponsors to capitalize on the opportunity uh, provided by female leagues in competitions to reach new audiences. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so uh, Paige Beckers for UConn basketball uh, had her first game yesterday. And this That's is why it's this is why I think it's interesting because um, I feel like I, I, I realized something yesterday. And so uh, she is uh, she was a Gatorade player of the year last year, a huge high school player coming out of Minnesota. Uh, UConn did not play their first couple games because of COVID. So her her debut was delayed, but it felt like there was just no no energy behind it. Right. I, I saw a couple like social media posts, but nothing. I mean, She's one of the better players we've probably seen in the last few years, just just in the landscape of high school sports. She's like the female um, Steph Curry. She's bomb. But then I went into – so the game ended, so I clicked the ESPN app, and I go to click uh, – just like on a men's game, right? So I clicked – this is UConn women's. I clicked the game. The game's ended. I was like, oh, okay, I wonder what uh, Paige Beckers did. So let's see the stats. No stats. No, no recap, no nothing, right? But if I had clicked um, UW Milwaukee or something, I forget who I clicked yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing UW Milwaukee out there. That's rude of me, I, essentially. But I, I, I clicked it another like kind of just random game yesterday across men's basketball, and all of those things were there: the stats, the quick blurb, recap there, the game. Now, what, what was interesting to me is. I typed it into Google. I just typed in UConn women's basketball. Uh, the game popped up. There was a, there was a recap. I was able to see how many points uh, Paige Beckers had. I think she had 17. Points. She had, what, 17, 9, and 5 in her debut. 19, um, 19 points. And I, 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 I loved it. It was so interesting that I saw that. I saw the story or, or you know, I saw the report by Deloitte. And then I just loved that they called that out. I love that they – I mean, they're, they're, I think that's – it's not just the fact that I, you know, women's sports is in such an amazing place, and there's always these, you know, very sexist people out there, just idiots on, you know, you can't like get on Twitter or stuff like that. You, we all saw what happened with um, the Vanderbilt uh, football player who, when she made, you know, she did the onside kick or something, kind of like a pooch kick, and then people started Sarah saying Fuller. like just ridiculous things, right, uh, on Twitter and on the internet. Um, but I, I think it's it's very incumbent on really these media platforms to make sure that they are maximizing the exposure for women's sports because it's we've seen it right audiences are there the opportunity for growth and for monetization is there and the more that you're able to push it out the more that you're able to have these eyeballs that the the um, 
the growth of the audience is going to be there, right? Especially from a media perspective. We've saw it in the WNBA last year, uh, really over the last two years, right? The, the growth of the audience has been there. If you look at uh, women's softball or the College World Series, very similar to the men's, right? The College World Series for um, – excuse me, the, the college softball world series does incredible numbers uh, during that summer time frame. So uh, I, I love that Deloitte put it in there. Check it out. If you have not, it's again by the Deloitte sports business group. And it's um, their really their 2021 uh, outlook uh, coming out of the, the COVID time frame here. So let's hit some stories for this week. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to, to hear the contrarian that is Taylor on a couple of these. Um, so the first one is called skills. Um, so firstly, just want to give a quick shout out to them. Skills announced a $5 million seed round, which was led by Will Ventures. And, uh, so what skills is, is it's a premier online platform for sports education where the world's best are able to teach their skills on a global scale. Um, very similar to, if you remember, I guess a couple a couple months now, <laughs> Uh, the the uh, business development manager for Top Corp was on here on our podcast, um, and, which was great, uh, right? To to be able to have Brad on here to be able to, to kind of like talk through and a very similar kind of idea here to what Top Corp is doing in tennis, but obviously this is across the landscape of sports, right? So so to have an online education platform that focuses focuses exclusively on education taught by icons of professional sports. Uh, Taylor, what did you think about this one? Uh, no, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and for what it offers for different skill sets and different for different levels of, of athletes. So um, you get either two different types of memberships you can go for. It's like $69 or $149. But the, the biggest thing is that you're having access to these athletes. So from Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun White, uh, Megan Rapino, who was the uh, MVP for um, for FIFA, or sorry, for the the women's league here uh, in America last year. And so Michael Phelps is also included on there also. So you're able to get this personalization and, and real life training from the, from the absolute best. And uh, it can be very inspiring for those that are trying to come up and, you know, possibly replace or try and break the records of the, of the greats that they look up to. So getting that type of personalization, personalization um, and learning from those that have made it, and then obviously, you know, you put your own little spin on, on, on what makes you great as well as, as a, as a, as a young come upper as they, as I want to call it, or as I want to say it, but I, I really do like this. And, uh, I mean, you had what 5 million pumped into them to, through their seed round, uh, by Will Ventures and new courses, uh, obviously that are being added in with that money that's being fed into it. So, uh, a lot of backing here, but, um, there's a lot of good that, that can come out of this. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I guess, going to be the contrarian on this one. I think it's interesting because just from a content perspective, right, I think we almost get that in today's world, right, from all these platforms that are on, like, Instagram and Snapchat. Like, I feel like you're always kind of seeing content from people. And then I don't know. I don't know if I – I don't know if, like, what worked for – like, maybe Larry Fitzgerald has a drill that's perfect for me, right, to be able to, like – help me catch the ball in traffic or help me catch the ball on the sideline. Right. But I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes some guys are just really, really talented. 
right? Some people are, are really, really good at their craft and what works for them may not work for you to be able to get to that next level. Right. Um, I think that's the only thing that's kind of interesting to me. Cause it's like, I, I just don't think like doing it just like, um, I don't know. Let me use another example, right? Like if everybody tried to play football like Brett Favre, right? A lot of quarterbacks would think you just wouldn't be able to. Brett Favre is one of a kind. Um, and so I think it's, it is an amazing um, kind of educational platform. I think anytime you're able to learn from your icons or from people that have, you know, like Michael Phelps, right? Who's like a 23 time gold medalist. That's, that's amazing to be able to like, you know, look at your iPad and be like, oh, wow, I'm able to kind of learn from him. Um, but mm-hmm. in the same sense, I think sometimes when you when you take emulation and then you try to apply it to like everything that you're doing from a training perspective, I don't know if that's the best thing for like a 13 year old, right? That's trying to like get to that next level. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to figure out where you'd want to or the, the right age, or the right point to show a kid that's still developing so that they know that a, that they can do their own path and that's what makes you great. And obviously everybody's going to be different, but like you said, you know, you can hit up Michael Phelps and then Michael Phelps can be like, you know, say he does watch a, a few 30 second clips of say of your, of your swimming. And he's like, Oh, I can, I immediately, I can identify why or how we can add or shave a few seconds off of your time. If you just make this small adjustment, it's like, um, it's like maybe that didn't work for me necessarily, but I know that it could possibly work for you from the way that I can see that you're swimming or if you do want to do what I did, this is what I've done, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So I think from that standpoint, I think it, it's it's something that uh, definitely can help out. But I, I feel you. I mean, at the end of the day, you become a world great because you are just naturally better than other people. And then on top of your natural talent, then you have the guidance and you continue to get better and, and, and nurture your talent, obviously, because you're one of a kind. But I, I I think it's it's just it's good. I think it's I think it's gonna be a good thing out there. I do, I do. No, Even I though, think like it's great. Said, there's so much access out there already, but you know, specific to you, um, I think it could be helpful. Yeah, no, no, totally agree. I do think it's really good. I just think sometimes from a content perspective, to your point, right? If you're able to like have a uh you ever seen the episode with you don't watch New Girl, do you? I have seen it. I, I am familiar with there's a episode where Schmidt is he had he had this like correspondence with Michael Keaton, aka Batman. And um there is something to that though, right? There is something to being able to have access to somebody um that like will influence you in a way that I think like a normal trainer would not. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. No, but I see your angle though. Yeah, I just, you know, just want to be, you know, I don't know. I, I Like, I think about it, like, if I try to hit, like, Derek Jeter, like, there's, I, I probably would have hit 210 instead of 230, you know? I mean, you did try to hit, like, Griffey, so. That was at a young age, though. That was at a young age. Like, like I said, you tried to hit, like, and emulate Griffey. And it didn't work it, out. I couldn't do it. Right. Maybe if Griffey would have sent you or spoke, spoke with you and sat you down, was like, you know what, buddy, that's just. It's not going to work for you. If it works for me. Maybe you should do this on your swing and you'll be like, oh, Griffey told me to do this. So I'm not going to hit like Griffey, but the Griffey instruction has taken my game. Now I'm batting 450 instead of 157. 450 would be nasty, though. I did get the Griffey uh, swing trainer. 
not to just like pile into products today. That actually like made my swing long. It's just really Griffey is one of a kind because his swing was super long, but he was so quick in the zone. Um, not to talk about 90s baseball players for the whole time, but uh, the next one here, so the next story we have for you today or, or kind of new sports tech platform here is Moonrun. So Moonrun is a highly technological, portable cardio trainer that brings you the most immersive total body workout you can get at home. Uh, so I, I thought this one was really like interesting because so many people are like gravitating towards like Peloton and Nordic Track, getting all these like new fitness trainers, whether it's like a a bike or a treadmill. And then I was like, oh, well, they were able to find a way for you to essentially. You know, if, if you've got a little bit of space, right, you can set this up. So what Moon Run does is it allows you to, like, put a harness on. You then connect it to either, like, a wall or a door. You set up, um, like, an iPad, which um, are really, like, a screen. You can use a phone or an iPad. And then, obviously, cast to TV if you'd like to do that as well. And then it'll take you through a training session allowing you to be able to run because of the, the fact that like a harness is on you and you're connected and the wall should be able to like give you that stability to be able to like run and jump and do different things. Uh, I thought this was an amazing idea. Again, we all know where we are. We all know that uh, it looks like COVID is not going away anytime soon, even with the vaccine kind of being here. Hopefully things change at some point, maybe next year, next fall. But um, I, I thought this was really interesting. What do you think about this, Taylor? Um. I have a lot. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. One, why? I, I first let me let me let me preface this by saying I like the product. Sure. Okay? So everything I'm about to say after this doesn't mean that I don't like the product because I do like the product. I just don't understand why you wanted to throw this in the fitness realm and not take this immediately to Oculus or Microsoft mm. because. We've been seeing it over and over again. Ready Player One, that type of virtual reality. But this solves the problem that everybody's saying like, oh, with VR, if you want to get more immersive and say like, let's use Call of Duty and, and, and really expand that universe or a first person shooter, you're going to run yourself into a wall. You're going to walk somewhere. You're going to hit, hit, hit items around your house because you have the headset on and you're trying to play and you can't be stationary um, or locked into a certain area. But this solves that problem. And then you have the sensor like there's there's a game that you can do where you can jump over hurdles and it measures that and, and it, it tracks it tracks your running and it, and it tracks your your height that you get. And so I'm just very confused of why wouldn't you just take this product there in a obviously the, it's a billion dollar industry anyways with with home fitness, but a trillion dollar industry <laughs> with with gaming. And I would I would buy that. That would be the hottest Christmas gift this year. If this rolled out with the PS PS5 Xbox X release, like this is it would be absolutely amazing. Like that's the first thing that popped in my head. But I I do like the product. I'm just very confused of fitness wise. Like now when I talk about the fitness, it doesn't really do much for me. Like running in place, it's more resistance running. But I don't see when it comes to getting like a hard sweat. Like that doesn't simulate me running on a treadmill or outside for like a true mile. It's just, it's a little bit different there, but I think it's a good resistance band type stuff and for jumping and doing lunges or something, but eh, just confused though. That's all I am. Just very confused. 
Yeah, I think I, I thought about the same thing from the running perspective. Like I, you know, run outside a ton. Um, and to your point, I think the the harness is perfect. I thought about the same thing, actually. When I saw that they had this like kind of immersive game where you could like run and it kind of looks like uh, one, of, one of those Nintendo Wii games where you're running and then it's got you jumping and doing different things. I was like, oh, this is this is super cool. Um, and then to your point, it's got the resistance bands. I, I thought about the same thing. I was like, what if you had a headset and you could just like be in this, in the, you're in the world now, you know? Um, yeah. Maybe that's coming. Especially we, as we need to talk. We, we need to talk with him. I feel like we need to, we need to like, we need to go to him right now and be like, Hey, we, we got to figure this out because it's coming. Right. I mean, ready player one. Uh, I don't think anyone felt like that was too far ahead of where we are today. Right. As, as VR starts to expand. Um, but, but just an amazing, um, yeah, I, I think, a, I, I, I'm with you on the running perspective. I think I would just have to feel it. I would have to feel how that resistance would be, how different it would be to then like just running on a treadmill or running outside or something. Um, yeah. but I, I think a really cool way to, to find a workout space that everyone's trying to do in their house right now to kind of get that, if you don't want to like you know, pony up for a treadmill or you don't have the space to like just have a treadmill sitting in, you know, your second room all the time. And um, a really cool job, I think, of finding a, a different way to be healthy and, act, and, and, and active. Yeah. Like if this came with a mini treadmill belt where it's, it's self, you're self powering it. And that's all you have to do is just it's set up is build it and you run on top of it. And then obviously the resistance band holds you, holds you in place. I think that would be better. Um, because yeah, like you're saying, like it just doesn't simulate to me at least. Like I have, I'd have to try it, but for just running in place, I, I don't get that feel, or I, I don't think I'll sweat the right way. Um, but from a gaming perspective, it's it's super dope because you know not everybody's going to be able to afford that multifaceted when it does come out. That treadmill that monitors your movement, and you can walk in place, you can run, you can do all that type of stuff. This would be that economical option for a lot of people. But I, yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, just confused. Just confused for the realm. But I like the product. Yeah. No, I'm totally, totally with you. Um, so, again, that is Moon Run. Check them out. Um, Moonrun.com is where you can uh, find the products. They got some really cool videos as well as uh, the ability to shop as well if you're looking. So uh, the last one we have here, I, you know, I'm, I'm, if, if you know me uh, personally, you know that I am a huge Star Wars fan. Mandalorian right now is one of my favorite shows. And I found this. This is a, a Swedish company. Probably gonna mess this up because I don't know exactly how they want you to say it, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jabby. That is correct. Is that correct? All right. That is correct. They're called Jabby. Um so this is another way to kind of like get your get you moving and doing different things. So it's it's really a mix between like gaming and real life sports transformed into like the social fun and active competition that combines physical activity. So you essentially get this like it looks like a sockum bopper. You remember those back in like the 2000s? That's I don't the, know if they're still. That's the perfect way to describe it. it they give you like a sockum bopper. And you're, you can connect it to Bluetooth. You got some music around you. So you feel like you're like in Mortal Kombat almost. And then you're essentially trying to like KO the, the other person, the person you're, so both people have, you know, this kind of like thing connect, you know, this little uh, piece essentially. I kind of thought about it like a lightsaber and I was like, that's, 
interesting, right? Because it kind of glows and like lights up. But you essentially then uh, spar and see who's able to KO the other person by, you know, getting touch points in their body. Uh, so I thought it was kind of cool. I think, too, just the fact that, like, you know, we're trying to – I don't know how many, like, adults would use this, right? But I think kids and um, young adults, this would be something that would be super fun to be able to kind of, like, play around with or something like that. Maybe something for your home, for the household as a family or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought it was kind of cool. What would you think about this? No, Sterling, you hit, you hit it nail on the head. Uh, no adult will be playing with this whatsoever. I can already see that. Uh, I'm not trying to hate on it, Jabby. I, I, I think it's a fun idea. This uh, definitely gear goes towards middle school, elementary school. Sell this to the gym like the, the, when it's recess time. Right. Have these kids just playing it. But, um, yeah, it's like sock and bopper, but on an extendo arm that you're, that you're throwing out there. And Sterling used the reference for Star Wars because it has a little bit of lightsaber-ish type feel in the way that you're going to spar with your partner. Uh, so, you know, it's a mixture of fencing, I think. Um, they keep, you you know, going back to boxing because it has the rubber little bumper on the end of it as uh, with the sensor on it. But I, it's really kind of, yeah, it rem- reminds me more of fencing. But I, yeah. I see this as a game for, like you, like you said, smaller kids, um, middle school, elementary school, primary, not primary, but... Yeah, that's 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 about it. The the what what is 110 centimeters, Sterling? Translated into inches. I didn't do this. Before um, let's see, 110 centimeters. Yeah, 110 centimeters, two inches. Um, that is 43 inches. Okay, so it extends out 43 inches. That's not it's not bad length there, but I don't. It's I'd have to try it again. This is this is another one that you got to throw into. I just need to try it. But um, as an adult, definitely don't see a lot of adults playing with this. You don't think this is like a game night type thing? Like, you know, you're, you gotta get a, you're hosting, get a little dinner party. Everybody's got a little wine in. And then you, you break these out. Is this not happening? No. Okay. No. Absolutely, absolutely not. Maybe game night if you go to a, a bar that has it and you're like, oh, you know what? We'll just mess around with it real quick. No. Nah, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that for a long time. We will not. Uh, there's vaccines <laughs> in the work. You know, COVID has restricted a lot of things, but this game <laughs> leans towards social distancing. If you really think about it, because you are still extended away from your uh, sparring partner. Well, it's not six feet, though. It's yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not six feet, but, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so I wanted to highlight them. So again, this is Jabby. Um, I believe right there out of um, out of Sweden there. So shout out to them for creating it, and uh, kind of excited to see kind of what to Taylor's point, kind of where they see this product kind of moving, who the consumer base is, and um, where they feel like their 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 best market is. So we'll close out today as we always do with some funding rounds here. So Champions Round, a fancy sports startup based in L.A., announced a $1 million seed round that was led by Quest Venture Partners. Uh, Champions Round was founded in 2018. They said that the cross-section of fan engagement, sports media, and sports betting, uh, they focus on building and retaining communities around sport. So shout out to them. Shout out to Champions Round for that $1 million seed round. Uh, 
Um, see, the next one here is eSports One. eSports One is a startup bringing the fantasy approach to eSports. They announced a raise of $4 million. I believe that was on top of another one recently they just had. So uh, they eSports One was like the first all-in-one fantasy platform, uh, allowing you to research players, create fantasy teams, and watch games with a focus on the North American and European divisions of League of Legends. The next one is Aglet. Aglet's the developer of, sne- of a sneaker and culture focused spatial commerce experience. Uh, so they announced they completed a seed uh, round of $4.5 million, um, which was really like a pre seed extension. So now they've raised $7 million since its founding. Uh, late in 2019. Uh, the round was led by Sapphire Sport with participation from existing investors, Lake Star Ventures and Forecast Ventures. And uh, the last one is mobile game developer and publisher Green Park Sports has secured a $14 million Series A round and a multi-year deal with the NBA. So they have some really heavy hitters uh, involved in really kind of the... the <laughs> everything uh, immersed within Green Park Sports. So the company was founded in 2018 by YouTube co-founder Chad Hurley, Zappos co-founder Nick Swernham, and Blitz co-founder Ken Martin in an effort to reimagine the role of today's digitally native fan. Uh, So along with investors Single Fire and Sapphire Sport, the Series A round included Sinclair Broadcasting, uh, Steve Chen, who's uh, another co-founder of YouTube, John Burbank of Passport Capital, Courtney Rim, co-founder of investment group M13, Galaxy Interactive, and Advantage. So that closes out the seed rounds for today. Um, And that closes out today's Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. We appreciate you listening. Definitely continue to check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We've got like different videos and different kind of recaps of what we do. Um, you can find me at Steamac Sports and you can find Taylor, Taylor Mac 29. Uh, we really appreciate you listening and we look to see you on the next episode of Sports Take Atlanta Sea Talk.